0: In a world that's falling further into chaos and disorder day after day. A world devoid of masculinity. A world where the most basic tenets of reality have come into question. A world where masculinity is deemed toxic and men and women are at war with each other. It's clearer now more than ever that we need a return of strong men and a remembering of what it means to be a man. A revival of common sense, a revival of the union between men and women, a revival of the masculine spirit in men. This is the
1: Masculine Revival Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Masculine Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Schmidt. and Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Antoine Pantone. <laughs> that's actually panettone. You actually
0: said it in Italian. It's like a, it's like a, it's a pastry that we have every every year in the holidays. <laughs> Everybody just like redistributes all this panettone that's like thirty years old that they've been given. It's it's, it's great. It's all my Italians. You know what I'm talking about. Brendan, we're so back, bro.
1: We're so back, bro. What's going it's on, a- man?
0: Let's fill the listeners in on why you have been a, yeah, a two week hiatus.
1: Okay, so two weeks ago. It was recording day, and I started to feel quite ill. I think that I, I hit a patch of burnout. Really, is what happened, which tends to happen to me about once a year, where I get quite tired of pontificating about masculinity good, feminism bad on Instagram and all the social channels. I feel like at this point I've reiterated masculinity good, feminism bad about two hundred and eighty-seven different ways over the last three years. So, as much as I love my work and the impact that's making, I think every once in a while I I do burn out a little bit. So I just was not feeling good at all two weeks ago. So I canceled on you and then a week passed and then you got really, really sick. So tell us about that.
0: Yeah. There must've been something in the air, man. Cause I was kind of feeling those, that, that tickle of burnout as well. Um, so that weekend, that first week that we missed, my wife got pretty sick and then I woke up on Sunday, super sick as well. And then unfortunately my young daughter's, got quite ill and we're all in the house with high fevers like the whole week so um trying to do an episode that day was just even thinking about it was like i i was i was gearing up to do it and then i woke up tuesday i'm like man this is going to be such a brutal listen not because not just because i sound like kermit the frog nobody (laughs) wants to hear that (laughs) but also because i think dude my thoughts were not firing that week man it would have been like whatever we you know our normal standard dialed down significantly so,
1: and that's exactly how I was feeling the week before. So, it just ha- so happened that we had two weeks back to back where each one of us took a turn feeling that way. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it definitely doing the podcast recordings definitely become a part of my weekly rhythm. So it definitely throws me off when I'm not doing this with you on Tuesdays.
0: Oh, dude, me too, man. I I felt so thrown
1: off, like even getting on the
0: recording today felt good just to get back in the saddle. Like I was scared that we were going to be rusty, but even already just having this conversation again, it just feels like you know, feels like riding a bike. But yeah. I'm, good. I'm
1: happy to be back. I mean, it- as soon as I drop your name, we're ready to go. It's all, it's all business from that point on.
0: It is. And you know, it's really cool seeing the response, right? You know, we were gone for two weeks. I get a bunch of DMS. I'm sure same thing for you. Where are you guys? Where are you guys? Like, you know, I need my weekly upload and then seeing everybody's Spotify wrapped with our podcast is so wild to me, man. So to the loyal listeners, I appreciate you so much, man.
1: Praise God. Absolutely. Okay. So today we're coming for the red pill bros. Oh, buddy. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about why are modern men avoiding marriage? That's going to be the topic. So how we're going to break this down is we're going to review the most popular reasons that modern men are avoiding marriage. And we're going to share our thoughts about each one of them. So I guess just before we start, Mike, we were talking just before we started recording about red pill confusion. So how would you explain what the red pill is?
0: Okay. So those of you that don't know, cause I get a lot of people saying, you know, what, what's the red pill. I thought that meant, you know, you just simply know are awake to like the corruption of the world and that, you know, um, all the politicians are lizard people and the earth is flat, <laughs> <laughs> but real talk, essentially just being awake to the corruption of the world. I can see how people label that as red pill. To me, that's just being awake. When we refer, when we're referring to the red pill, we mean it as the branch of the manosphere coming from the pickup era back in like the 90s and early 2000s. So when we're referring to the red pill, we're referring to essentially how it pertains to sexual strategy and relationship dynamics, not how corrupt and how sort of, you know, sideways. And the fact that a uh, uh, pedophile cabal runs the world, that's not red pill. (laughs) That's just kind of knowing where
1: the world's at. Okay. So there's red pill in the sense of being aware of what's happening globally. Yeah. That there is an Illuminati agenda. Yeah. We should probably stop joking about this just so people don't think that we're absolutely batshit insane. Um, <laughs> if you want to hear what we think about conspiracy theories, go back to the conspiracy conspiracy theory episode where we cover in depth what we think about probably 30 different conspiracy theories.
0: Such a good episode too.
1: Um, but yes, I mean, there's being red pill in terms of like what's happening globally. And then there's this red pill movement for men that is the hidden truth about female nature. So it's, a good way to put it. It's, um yeah, just illuminating essentially how women really are, how women really operate. And these red pill men, they think that they've arrived at the real truth about women. And they call men that haven't taken the red pill, blue pill, beta, simp, cucklord men. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very accurate, actually, yeah.
1: Yes. We're talking about red pill in in relation to intersexual dynamics and MGTOW. Mike, what do you know about MGTOW?
0: All I know about MGTOW, it's what what essentially it means is men going their own way. So essentially men that have opted out of relationships and especially out of marriage um, for reasons we'll get into as well. And see, these are men that are on a permanent monk mode. So how they separate from the red pill guys is the red pill men are all about sexual conquest. And racking up as many notches, quote unquote, as they can. And then the MGTOW guys are over here paving their own way, solitude, solitary men that are not, don't want relationships essentially. Um, And yeah, a permanent monk mode type of living.
1: Yeah. So they've MGTOW guys, men going their own way. They've opted out of long-term committed relationship with women, or it may be even relationship with women altogether. Mm -hmm. And the idea is until women get their crap together, and step up their game, they are not going to engage with women at all. They're just going to focus on their career and their own lives and they're just or, going to avoid marriage altogether.
0: Or when there's major government reform around
1: marital marriage laws. Yes. So
0: essentially, they'll be they'll be waiting until they're dead. <laughs>
1: it's a silent protest.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> Very much so.
1: But it's not silent on Twitter. That's oh, <laughs> any, anything but, dude. <laughs> okay. So... Reviewing the most popular reason that men are avoiding marriage today. So number one, men shouldn't get married because 50% of marriages end in divorce and 80% of them are initiated by women. Hmm. I mean, first of all, would you say that that statistic is true? Not amongst uh,
0: committed, faithful Christian couples. That's for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. I would say that the the stat is probably close to true at, at the very least. And I would say, you know, women are, I would say women are more likely to initiate divorce. And I think that they fall victim much more easily to the whole follow your path, like follow your joy, follow your, your happiness kind of yeah. rhetoric that's going around. So I think there, there's reality to the stat at the very least when you say,
0: Oh, there's, there's definitely reality to it for sure. And that's why I always talk about, you know, men really be careful about who you yoke yourself to and i think even further than that it's what's the point in getting getting married and having that marital covenant because it's a covenant with god above the woman that you're marrying what's the point if you're not a christian hmm. what's going to uphold that marriage what's going to make it last the length of time the test of time to me it's it's it seems like a pretty fruitless pursuit outside of that that's my just personal opinion yeah
1: i would i would agree but i think specifically speaking to the You know, women initiating divorces and then Mm -hmm. men using that as motivation to avoid marriage. I would say this really speaks to the importance of vetting and courtship. Oh, yeah. That so often a man will just get married to the first woman that makes him feel nice. It's like, wow, she makes me feel really, really nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna wife her up. That's this that's the strategy, right? There's no real compatibility in terms of values, direction, morals you guys don't even want the same things ultimately. And you find this out after the initial firework session has died down and it results in a divorce. And so I think it just really speaks to being intentional and deliberate and careful about who you marry, that you don't just marry somebody because they made you feel good. You actually need to logically assess, am I compatible with this person in terms of building a life, a future, a legacy with them?
0: I think that's very well said. I think also, that I think the big point here and why a lot of men end up, you know, marrying women like this, they end up trying to paint red flags green. I know we've said that a lot and because they're not approaching courtship with a sober mind. And so I know we've harped on this point a lot and it might came, it might come down to us just being Christians and having this fundamental uh, disagreement with the majority of the world is that premarital sex really confuses everything. You know, uh, listen, we've both been in situations before where we've stayed in really, really bad relationships bad for both parties kind of relationships because the sex happen to be good. And that's where a lot of men and women are really confusing themselves, but particularly men, because women have far more options than men do, especially in the modern age with social media and dating apps and whatnot. So when a man meets a woman and, you know, let's say he hasn't had any experience and now he has experience with this one woman, obviously you get the confusion that comes with, Oh, you know, this is this woman's really good in bed. And now he's starting to overlook fundamental fatal flaws in incompatibility, which leads to less than fruitful marriages,
1: which is why both you and I are huge advocates for not having sex before marriage, because it does cloud your thinking.
0: Absolutely. Your,
1: your hormones go into overdrive and your ability to logically assess the, the woman that you're with is kind of out the window. So that's definitely a factor. I would say too, like, you know, guys, they just so there's this idea out there that marriage is just too risky. Divorce, you know, oh, what if she divorces you and takes half your stuff? yeah, you know what? Divorce sucks. And there's no question that divorce courts are slanted in in favor of women. And in a lot of ways, the the system is set up for women. It it protects women more than men. I would Mm -hmm. absolutely agree with that. I think the reality though, is that yes, marriage is risky, but not getting married is risky too. Like, you know, never, never actually finding one woman, building a life, building a family, having children, continuing your genetic line, that's pretty risky in my mind. Yeah,
0: dude, I, I totally agree. And, and, and let's be honest. Okay. So I'm a product of divorce. My mom didn't take my dad to the cleaners. I've known many people that are products of divorce. Their mothers are, didn't also take didn't take the father to the cleaners. This idea of getting ruined in divorce, although I'm sure it's common, I don't think it's nearly as common as what's talked about online. I think what's most sort of talked about and it's exaggerated because of the possibility of this being a potential woman could take you to the cleaners. Most of the time I haven't observed this at all. Yeah. And to your point as well, when I was weighing out the risks versus not the the, the 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 risks of getting married versus not getting married to me, the risks of not getting married and not having children are greater because then what am I, what am I living for? Okay. So that risk, we're built for risk. We're built for, you know, uh, hardship as men. That doesn't mean we we take unnecessary risks, but to me, Growing old, not having children, not having this life companion, not having this living life beyond just for me, to me, that carries more weight than the potential for my wife walking away with all my stuff. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't even compare to
1: me. No. And that's that's the thing is that what and we're gonna talk about this more for sure. That these guys that are advocating to avoid marriage, what is the alternative path? Where does it lead? Where does it go? To me, it's a complete and utter dead end. I mean, you look at the guys that are really sharing. Ideology and and building businesses around it, like the guys at the forefront. I mean, getting into your fifties and sixties and being single and having a nice car is sad and lonely. Yeah, dude. Like, no grandkids, no kids. That's it. It's just you you know, you get to you get to your sixties and you're out there trying to bang like twenty five year old chicks, bro. Like that's that's what your life's about. That's the that's your purpose and meaning and fulfillment. You won. You won the game. You didn't get screwed over by women. Good job, man. Well done. And I, to me, I mean, I
0: think about that kind of lifestyle and I lived a similar lifestyle in my twenties and the idea of doing that in my forties and fifties and sixties, it incites this, this feeling of just sadness within when I, I know men like this and all I have is pity for them because it's a hollow existence. And these men behind closed doors, they've admitted that they wish they would have done stuff differently. They really, they really do. And I don't think this gets talked about very often that, that, the echo of regret.
1: No, it's, you know, I've said before that you judge an ideology by the fruit that it produces and the fruit of being red pill and big is not good. It's bitterness. It's resentment. It's anger. It's chronic isolation. It's being on online echo ch- chambers, talking all day with dudes who feel just the same as you. You turn into a chronic victim you lose all personal power and it's just sad. It's boyish. Um, and you know, here's the thing too, like marriage is risky for women as well. Mm-hmm. Abuse, neglect, all kinds of bad things can happen to a woman in a marriage as well. Yeah, There's a, a greater financial risk for men, but the risk runs both ways.
0: I, I, to- I totally agree. I don't think the risk on the, the female end really gets talked about all that much. Because, yeah, there's a financial – they have a financial – that's not necessarily upside, but obviously less financial risk. But what if they end up dating or married to a man that all of a sudden just doesn't want to provide for her anymore? and Now she's forced to get into the workforce or a man that becomes an abusive alcoholic um, that can physically overpower her and and all of this crazy stuff. I I would say the risk is equally there for them. Um, Just because they can't get their financial livelihoods ripped apart from them doesn't mean that they're not risking a fundamental piece of themselves as well. It's a risk for both parties, unavoidable.
1: And, you know, I think that this is going to be a theme in the episode for sure is that what we're trying to do here is paint the picture that, you know, there's, there's risk on both sides. There's pros and cons for men and women. And I mean, like we, we've talked about before about how like this whole idea of women leaving a marriage because they're following their happiness, right? Like eat, pray and love or whatever that book's called, where it's like, you have this (laughs) middle mid midlife crisis, leave your husband, you go follow your bliss. A lot of that really falls on the husband in the sense that, like, there were warning signs that that was coming long before it actually happened, and mm-hmm. it's it's men not being vigilant and proactive about what kind of content what kind of content their wife is consuming, who she's hanging out with. Um, so often when this happens, it's like that you know the woman has all these hardcore feministic friends that are encouraging her to leave the man because he's not he's not making her happy, and this is something that a husband, if he's paying attention, can stop, wouldn't you say?
0: Well, I mean, our our job is to protect and it's not just in the physical sense. I think a lot of guys really have abdicated their responsibility in protecting their wives from the content that they consume, um, from the type of people that they're, you know, should be hanging around with. And it's not about being controlling. It's just about having boundaries. Mm -hmm. If I knew my my wife had this like toxic feminist friend, I'd make sure that person got cut out like a cancer and it'd be a cordial, respectful conversation, but it'd be framed around the sense that, hey, listen, this is for the protection of our marriage and for you because I'm not going to keep around a friend, a single male friend, that's going to convince me to cheat on you and that it's a good idea. I'm auditing my social circle just like I'm auditing your social circle because I have your best interest in mind and our best interest in mind as a collective. But how many guys care about that stuff, dude? Nobody cares. Those guys don't care. They want to come and watch the game, wear another man's name on their shirt, and drink beers with their buddies on the weekend, and completely like turn a blind eye to what their wives are doing.
1: Yep. And then when it it bites them in the ass, they, they complain about it. And it's like, bro, you just weren't, you weren't paying attention for how long
0: it's been happening under your nose for years, bro. Like this doesn't just change overnight, man.
1: Yeah. And let's be really, let's be really, really clear because I know we know how how it is out there with these guys, right? Listen, we are, we are not about blaming men, No, but here's what we're, here's the, the equal statement. We're also not about blaming women. Okay. It's about men taking personal responsibility, women taking personal responsibility. And I think the the ultimate truth here is men have to lead the way out of feminism. Agreed. That's it, right? It's like the, the whole, you, we can play the blame game all day. We can sit here and say, here's all the reasons why women are bad. Here's all the reasons why, you know, men are bad. Where is it going to get you? It's pointless. Well,
0: that's what those red pill guys do, right? <clears throat> it's, <clears throat> it's shaming of men under the guise of empowerment and it's just shaming of women while still using women for a selfish end kind of backwards yeah where there's it, no yeah it it's like sense. you're complaining about hoes while you're going out and making hoes yeah. I think that responsibility is on the homemaker more more than anything yeah right because we possess the cunning uh, um, the potential cunning and manipulative de- behavior to facilitate these things but you know again I think you see a lot on both sides social media and the social media escape where on one side it's like Men, you got to take all the responsibility. Women are not culpable at all, treating them like innocent little victims. On the other side, it's blaming women for everything and then we're helpless victims. It's like, hey, like with most things, the answer is usually in the middle. Mm-hmm. But as men, of course, I would say a few percentage points extra on our side for our leadership role because I think the majority of men in the West have abdicated their roles as leader. Yeah. that's that. It's fundamental failure from the top down.
1: Yeah. So listen, marriage is a risk. What are you going to do instead? I guess what it comes down to. The next point here is this is another reason that men are avoiding marriage. Modern women are just not worth marrying anymore. You hear that a lot. Bunch of doomers. Yeah. And I I get where guys are coming from. Mm-hmm. I mean if if you scroll on social media at all, you see all these women, fatherless behavior. You know, really inappropriate TikToks, only fans accounts running rampant. It's it's not looking good out there right now. So I I get why guys are saying that. But I mean, I, at the same time, it's like, what are you going to do though? Quality women still exist.
0: That just means that you need to be extra vigilant about how you vet the women that you're dating. It comes back to that first point, man. Yeah. Like, but there are also way more degenerate men these days too, because of accessibility to sex as well. So it's like the same can be said on both sides, but to have this, like get off of social media, and get out into the real world. There's a lot of high quality women out there, a lot of high quality men out there. They may not be spending all of their time on social media. You're getting like this small fraction might be a large percentage of the population now relative to before, but writing off all women that modern women aren't, you know, the way that they were men, aren't the way that they were either. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Hey bro. Well,
1: it's, flashy. it's, it's really funny too. Cause it's like red pill is literally it's male feminism, right? Yes. It's all women bad and then the feminist goes all men bad it's this it's the same thing it's like the counterbalance force
0: plus the sexual rebel, uh, liberation piece that they both share right it's just repackaged feminism in that way
1: yeah just be promiscuous all all men bad all women bad get yours at any cost yep. protect yourself be independent and w- win the war against the opposite sex
0: and okay so how was how was i failed to see the distinction between feminism and that
1: no and it's like, okay, so these red pill guys, they've they have uncovered the dark hidden truth about female nature, but yet that truth cannot lead them to find one worthy woman to marry. Make that it's make like, sense. You know, what's crazy
0: about that stuff though. It, it infects your mind. I can speak from direct experience here is that when I finally met my wife, I felt deeply, deeply, fundamentally unworthy of her. Um, Jordan Peterson said something pretty profound. He said that when you treat others like cheap sexual objects, you're treating yourself like a cheap sexual object. And it really does warp your sense of the world. And eventually, you know, it's that quote that we all know, like you stare long enough into the abyss, the abyss stares back. And I experienced this in a very real way where I know I actually wanted to willfully ignore the the, the high quality women. Why? Because I was treating myself like a low quality human being. And that's, that's what I felt like I deserved. Yeah. And that drove me away from my wife. And I think a lot of guys are suffering from this. They just don't know how to identify it or they're not humble enough to admit it.
1: Right. And so you were you were touching on earlier about how mm-hmm. modern men have also degenerated. Right. So there's that there's that whole thing that goes around about hoflation. <laughs> which it's it's tough to explain on the spot. But I guess essentially the idea is that men have to work, what is it, 20 times as hard for women, 50 times 50% what? is quality. 50, yeah.
0: 50% quality is quality as before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you can, you can say the exact same thing on the opposite side, right? Like look at the testosterone levels in men down 30% in the last 30 years, right? Like guys are less competent, less capable. Um, you, you have a whole generation of men online doom scrolling all day addicted to porn addicted to porn. It's like modern men are in a fallen state. Modern women are in a fallen state and then we're both looking at each other and going hey who's going to lead us out of this mess and men are going well i'm not going to i'm not going to step up until women step up like well, are you a feminist bro you want her to lead you you want you want her to like grab your hand and pull you out like pull you out of the mess like come on man like who's going to do it right and, and then i think guys hear that and they say okay so you're saying that you need to marry some uh you know 40 40 year old woman that's obese and has cats or something right it's like no dude like you need to find one woman that's wife worthy and lead her forward. Like my my wife has fundamentally changed since I met met her and there are so many men. It's like you find one woman with wifely qualities and then you nurture those and they grow and they blossom and she becomes more and more feminine and more and more nurturing and loving and sweet and all of those good things. But you have to kind of um, give her the space and the protection and the love and the care to have those things come to fruition.
0: I think you made a post about this. This was really good. It was, he steps up, she steps back. That's kind of like the dynamic we're talking about here. And this is the problem, you know, why we dunk on the red pill. It pedestalizes men into thinking that they can act low quality, but from the world, they expect an untarnished virgin. So there's no grace. So you can go and act a certain way. You can be a total loser, have no control over your flesh, but you're opting out of marriage because there's no perfect unscathed women. (laughs) It's like, dude, what, like none of you guys are getting married because you want perfection when you yourself are imperfect. This is why, you know, the advice I tell to all guys when they're trying to, you know, take inventory of red flags and green flags, is, dude, take inventory of yours as well, man. Just because women are biologically more built to have more grace for a man that's been promiscuous and the other way around doesn't mean that you should possess no grace either. Like to think that you deserve a chaste woman when when woman, when you're a degenerate yourself is pretty ass
1: backwards thinking, I would say. This makes no sense, man. <laughs> like like, like all, all of this stuff. It's like, I I can understand. So much of this, the thinking is just, you can feel that behind it is just this immense pain. Exactly. It's It's an ideology built around and on top of pain is what it mm-hmm. is. It's like, I can just feel the sad, hurt little boy saying, you know, modern women are just not worth marrying anymore. Like, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Okay. And do what with the rest of your life?
0: <laughs> like chase bugattis and watches bro
1: yeah i'm gonna tweet about it incessantly and i'm gonna argue any man that's married and i'm gonna call him a simp <laughs> yeah okay. you're simping
0: for your wife you're like yeah and
1: well like, and? How, how like <laughs> yeah. simping how by like lo- loving her and providing for her and then like you know she doesn't even get these guys and... bro i even
0: saw a video of jay waller uh, that some one of these red pill guys, friend of Andrew Tate's, talking about he would never simp for his daughters. I'm like, this is how mongoloid, <laughs> retarded <laughs> what men does that even people- mean dude Yeah, it's like, you're just, what do you mean not simping for your daughters, like not loving and caring for them and being the example to them as a man should be? Like, come on, guys, like you know, it frustrates me because it's like, why are we, why do we even have to talk about this?
1: Mm-hmm. That's where we're at, right? It's sad, dude. Yeah. Modern women are just not worth marrying anymore. Okay, well, what are you gonna do with yourself, man? Like complaining you complaining about it? You're, it's it's the whole it, you're a passive observer that's not in the the arena of life, and you're pointing and you're saying, it, it you know it looks really rough out there. I'm not gonna get involved in that. Okay, it's it's like it's like being a hypochondriac, right? It's like I'm not gonna leave my house because if I leave my house, I might get hit by a car. So it's like cool, you're safe, you're alive, but you're not living your life.
0: It's like the same guys that are, you know, waiting for the cabal and WEF and Agenda 2030 to come in and just take over or whatever. Donald Trump, the Antichrist is going to emerge and there's going to be no point for us even being ambitious anymore. You're like, okay, dude, stay at home. What are you oh, going to yeah. do from there, man?
1: <laughs> I got a friend. I got a friend like that, man. He's been, you know, it, like the whole uh, 2030 agenda is right around the corner for like the last 15 years. And it's like, that's why I'm not doing anything with my life. Cause I'm, you know, I'm so aware of what's happening that I'm paralyzed by how aware I am you're like, yeah, the cabal, if they want you anywhere, it's right there. That's where they want you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the next point here is all women are hypergamous by nature and are inherently untrustworthy. So Mike, what is hypergamy? Hypergamy is women
0: have the natural proclivity to date up. So they're always looking for the next guy at the finish line, so to speak. So they're always kind of looking to branch swing to the superior male. That's what hypergamy essentially means.
1: Right. So I guess it's that women have this inbuilt intrinsic part of their nature yep. where at every given moment they're opportunistic. Yep. So my wife's with me right now, but if some sort of superior man, higher value man comes into her presence at all, it's all over for me. Yep. She's going to see that guy. She will cheat first chance she gets. And that will be it for the marriage. And then I will okay. become a red pill man saying, guys, you better avoid marriage. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, you know, as funny as that sounds though, that's actually
0: how it plays out for a lot of men, what they, what they fail to communicate though, is that they became a loser. They had nothing going on in their lives. They weren't inciting any, I'm not saying that cheating is right in this case or in, any kind of infidelity, right? But when you become a nothing in your marriage, like, what do you expect to happen? And then plus also too, like, they're yoking themselves to unsavory women to begin with. It's a whole mess, man. But to think that's, that's a pretty sad worldview. I used to prescribe to it as well. It's like, what's the point of relationship? She's going to leave me anyways. Are we just animals? Like, that's all we have is our sexual nature. Like, it's like saying a man will always leave you for a younger, fitter version of you always, Mm -hmm. no matter what.
1: Yeah. And guys believe that too. Right. It's like. That that's, that's just how we're built. And therefore we should go and do that. Like just succumb to your nature. And so this gets all twisted up because it's like, okay, women have this nature, men have this nature. You know what that's called? It's called a sin nature. <laughs> that's what it's called. Okay. Every human being has it. Okay. So we all have the uh, inbuilt desire and ability to sin and individual people have better or worse control over that nature, right? There are women that are, are Christian that are going to battle with their sin. Mm -hmm. They can still fall into it. Right. Uh, And then there are other people that are just completely lost in their sin, but it's not like a a woman only thing. Like women, women have it. Nobody else. No, we all do. And through Christ, we transcend
0: our sin nature, our ability to control it is through him. Right. The further we get away from this. And this is the thing, right? Um, Red pill men, feminist women forget that we are built for worship. That God made us in this in this very particular way, but we have to be very careful about what we worship. Because everything that we do produces fruit. And so if our belief system, if we prescribe to the red pill ideology, don't be surprised that it becomes rotten, because essentially what it is, is puts the self at the center. Same thing with feminism. Same thing with follow your feelings or whatever. It's, it puts yourself at the center. When you live for Christ, you live and you're sanctified through um, the Holy Spirit and through repentance and the change of behavior. And that is the only fail safe against sin because you're worshiping something that can withstand the weight of that worship. And so when you're worshiping something that cannot, you'll unfortunately have movements like this where people are just living for their desires below their belt at the complete whim of their flesh.
1: Yeah, it is it is all about self. Yeah. And it essentially it prevents a human being from becoming more mature, which means, you know, like getting married and starting a family, because when you do that, you can't be selfish. You have to be selfless. You, exactly. you need to, it's like, you need to love somebody as you love yourself. You have children they need to care for. And often that requires you to completely put your own feelings aside and show up for them in an unconditional way. And that's a, that's a mark of a maturing, growing human is that you're taking on more responsibility, more care, and you're caring about others, you know, and it's not just about you And what you want all the time
0: it's luciferian Mm -hmm. the loose you know the luciferian sort of ideology is like you're putting your center you're putting yourself at the center of worship and so we're all operating in a fallen state and there's only one solution to this fallen state dude I, i i admit this i don't have a good natured morality by myself i've done some pretty horrendous things without jesus without being a christian without following his footsteps I'd be a selfish, hypergamous, promiscuous, greedy, angry, um, just not a good person, man. Degenerate in, in, in a lot of senses, man. And I think you could say a, you could say the same thing about yourself. I think these bad qualities, quote unquote, bad qualities that we have have been made good through him. Because if I was left to my own devices, again, I'd be a POS.
1: Oh, 100%. And that's becoming a Christian is you realize that you left your own devices is horrible. And you, you look back and you go, wow, everything that I did was for me all the time. I glorified me. Mm -hmm. My religion was me (laughs) self, but so, I mean, okay. Tying this back to hypergamous women and them being inherently untrustworthy. I would say what the red pill does is it takes the average fatherless club going party, hardcore partier chick that's like 24 and is completely lost in life and says, this is all women. Every single one of them is this. And it's just such a ridiculous thing to take that that as the archetype of all women.
0: Well, that's that's exactly where it comes from. It's like, dude, you got to get out of this red pill echo chamber. And dude, if you're an adult still going to clubs, like what's, what are you actually doing with your life? Of course, that's what you're going to think. That's going to form your whole worldview. Go to a, a book club, go to your church, go to your grocery store, get outside, take the hat off, touch grass, because most people are not like that at all, actually. I, I just don't think that they are. And the more Christian people I interact with, like, yeah, who knows what goes on behind closed doors, but I don't see this kind of behavior. I don't see these kinds of people.
1: Well, it's, it's, the, it's there. I mean, it's definitely there, but it's like, okay. There, so evil exists in the world. Mm-hmm. Do you hide yourself away from it? You barricade yourself in your house and you say, I'm never going to go outside again. That this is it for me. I'm going to protect myself and insulate myself from all evil. Um, what kind of a life is that? Like you, you need to. I think as men, especially, it's like we need to stare into the face of evil and do what is right and do what is good, regardless of what's out there. And you know, building a family, getting married, creating a legacy, having grandchildren, like a multi generational impact through your children, like leading a marriage that honors God is doing that. Yes, the, the, the world is evil and fallen and twisted and corrupted. And I'm going to build something that matters in the face of that.
0: Yeah, and it's just about equipping yourself with wisdom and discernment when you're out in the world trying to find somebody. It's like, give yourself the best possibility of being successful here. Don't go looking on OnlyFans. Don't go look on, you know, I know you and Destiny got married on Tinder, but you guys are very much the exception to the rule. It's like, for the most part, these we met we, met
1: we met on Tinder. We didn't get married on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> important, important distinction. You make here, my bad. Yeah, but <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's like, don't go marry an ex-stripper. You know, don't go marry a OnlyFans model. Like use your head, guys, but practice extreme discernment and wisdom and approach it with a sober mind. Cause there's tons of good, viable women out there that want to get married and want to serve you and your family. Um, you got to be careful where you're looking. Cause if I was I was only looking in these bottom of the barrel places, and that was forming my worldview. And you got to be very careful of that.
1: Well said, man. Okay. So number four here is until women improve and change or society undergoes massive reform, marriage is just not worth it. So guys like this, they'll use the you know divorce courts favoring women. 80% of child custody cases are won by, won by women. They'll use stuff like this as justification for why marriage is not worth engaging in because everything's slanted in favor of women.
0: I, I think if you're going to be waiting for uh, uh, legislative reform, you're going to be waiting a really long time. And it just it kind of goes back to our earlier advice about finding the right person that is not going to do this. <laughs> and get, and and you know giving your life to God and finding somebody that gives their life to God because now the marriage is no longer about just you two. It's about this covenant you've made with Christ, with uh, the church body that um, just it transcends your own feelings. Um, I understand what a lot of men say about prenups and that you're entering a prenup. You're ent- entering into an agreement with the state anyways. So why not just have this other piece of paper that protects you? It's like, well, I, I just think that gives you future permission for divorce. And I am certainly not going to sit here and wait for legislative reform. I just have to um, meet the world where it's at mm-hmm. and and come armed with the wisdom and discernment that only comes from God and, and bring along a wife that has that same wisdom and discernment and you know just stack the chips in my favor. That's all I can really realistically do as a man. Um, it's not put my hands up and, and wait for the world to change.
1: Well said. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you want to know how to find a high quality husband or wife, we have episodes on that. Go back and listen to those. And then, yeah, this idea of waiting until women improve or society undergoes reform. Uh, yeah. It's like, okay, so why are women in the state that they're in? Well, a big, a big reason is fatherless homes and broken homes or weak and absent fathers. So, I mean, all of these women that have OnlyFans accounts and are running around whoring themselves online have fathers. Where are their fathers? Where are their fathers? Mm -hmm. Like, seriously, like, where are they at? Like, how did, like, that happened on your watch, man. Like, so that's kind of part of how we got into this mess. So you're going to wait for women to fix it. It's like, no, men need to step up as husbands and fathers. We need to be godly men. And through that, that will improve the state of things, at least in in your sphere of influence, right? It's like, I have a daughter. My daughter is not going to have any of that ever, right? She's going to go from my care to her husband's care. Boom. And the men that have failed to raise
0: those daughters were failed themselves with how they were raised from through their own fathers as well. I think a lot of a lot of the society's issues comes, comes down to fathers not being dads in the house. It really comes down to that. So you're waiting for women to fix it when I don't think that's in their nature. I think it's in our nature to do it. It starts from the top down in terms of the God-given authority, the structure of God over man, man over woman, woman over child. And yeah, women are culpable. But if there are enough men that decided, okay, enough is enough. I'm no longer going to whore around. I'm no longer going to be a homemaker. I'm actually going to be a patriarch and lead my house in a virtuous way in submission to God, a lot of these problems would cease to exist because my daughters, I've got two of them wouldn't are going to grow up, not even understanding why women put themselves in these positions on only fans and on Instagram and on hey, what they're not going to wrap their minds around it because they under, they're going to understand that their bodies are not even theirs. They belong to God. Mm. And that they are supposed to be honorable to God. And then below below from God, is their husbands and for their children. So it's like this whole idea, they're not even going to be able to compute that. And where does that come from? That comes from me instilling those values. That comes from me treating their mother how they are to be treated by their husbands in the future. And just like you said, they're going to go from under my watch straight into their husband's home no in between there's no college finding yourself years post secondary all that bull crap it's from here to here that's how a man leads his home because you're protecting them from threat you're not you're not you know helicopter parenting them or 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 shielding them from the realities of the world it's like no you're arming them with the knowledge of the reality of the world and how wayward all of it is like this is the path most people are on this is the path that we're to take here's why so they fully understand it i think if more men did that we wouldn't be in this mess or at least not close to the to, to the amount to the degree that's in right now
1: yeah the way that i think about it too is that when you have that godly christ-centered home and marriage it's a bright light in a fallen world yeah and it's like it's like being a healthy it's like a, a white blood cell in a bot in, a, in the body mm-hmm. right it's like you're you're taking care of um your corner of the world when you have that and you're sending out these kids into the world that are equipped. To stare into the face of this evil and know how to respond to it, yeah. And that what what is What is a more life affirming path? Doing that, or again, avoid like avoiding everything. It's so bad, so I'm going to avoid it all. That's it. I mean, like, what else can you say about it?
0: R- really, there's not much, man. I, I think if people really want to get point to, point to da- uh, data, um, there was a secular liberal that tr- tried to find um, that there was no correlation between uh, sexual liberation the decay of society, and he actually found the opposite. He observed, like the Roman Empire and a bunch of these big civilizations, right before they all collapsed, nobody was participating in monogamous relationships anymore. Nobody were, nobody was starting families anymore. They're all living for this like sexual opulence, and then they, the society quickly crumbled from there. It's called sex and culture. Go look it up. Our friend Will Nolan did a huge expose on it. If you guys want to actually back this up with data, the monogamy of a previous generation carries strength through multiple generations subsequent this is a fact. This is a fact of humanity.
1: And there's another fact within that too, that um, once transsexuality becomes a part of the culture, that's one of the the last signs that a culture is dying is when men start being women, women start being men and the lines of gender start getting blurred. And you can see that happening right now, obviously.
0: Yeah. Look at what Paul talked about in the letter to the Romans. He said, the men are having unnatural relationships with men, women with women, and they've been given up to a reprobate mind. And we're seeing a reprobate debased society as we speak right now. Yeah. We're not in favor
1: of transsexuals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're praying for their souls though. I'm not saying I hate them. We're praying for their salvation. certainly.
1: (laughs) That's a good one, right? So I bust through the door. You come and you kind of just explain what I meant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is, right? (laughs) That's why we got each other, bro. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the next reason that men are avoiding marriage is men are avoiding marriage because they have to become a high value man first. Oh yeah. Okay. So I remember uh, Myron from Fresh and Fit saying,
0: you got to sleep with 50 plus women. You got to wait till you're 35 and you got to make six figures. All of which I think is just completely uh, retarded advice. They make six figures part. Okay, cool. I think you should be aiming to make more money. But I think we've talked about this a lot. Be the man in motion. Have a vision for where you're going. Those three questions that you mentioned in your post, we, we say a lot, who are you? What do you want? Where are you going? Answer those questions. You don't have to have it all solved, but a woman that sees you in motion is able to see a future you know, potential in you, just like my wife saw in me. And and I think that's how it's done. I don't think you have to mold yourself into the guy at the finish line first.
1: Boom. Yeah, so I mean, guys, we'll get on you know, this endless endless pursuit of trying to become high value. It's just never ending. It's always right around the next horizon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, now you're 38 and you're not quite, you're still not quite there yet. It's, it just doesn't make sense to me. I think, you know, I, I had a woman comment on one of my posts recently and she said, Hey, you know, I met my husband when he was like 19, 20 years old and he did not have any money. He didn't really have a shit together. And what was clear was that he was on a path. he had conviction, he had energy, he had passion. He was going somewhere. And I was like, "You know what? I think coupling myself with this man is gonna be favorable for me because I can see that he's on a good path in life and he's gonna he's gonna make him make something of himself. Here they are all these years later, happily married, bunch of kids in a way better spot. That's the way. That's it. You know, I was listening to the King's Hall podcast recently as well, and they were talking about how, some of the happiest days in their lives were back when they first got married very young and they didn't have any money and they were living in like a, a you know, really run down apartment with a whole bunch of kids building their life together. And it was some yeah. of the happiest days of their entire life. Praise God. Right, it, It's it, it's really that simple. If, if the man is on a path and you can see that, yeah, then walk it with them. But thinking that you need to be all the way there to get as a prerequisite for marriage is just you're never gonna get married, man. Cause I like I look at my life right now, it's like I'm not even all the way there yet. <laughs> like same. So and I think
0: good women have this natural ability that God's given them to snuff out a dude that's on the right path. Absolutely. They can see where he's at currently. It's like, man, he's got all the makings of a successful person, not just financially, but in terms of being a good father being a good husband good being a good spiritual head of the home they kind of got that natural knack and I'm not just going saying you know make a fixer upper out of a man I'm talking most women I think possess this wisdom to do to 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 snuff this out in a, in a man I think if you're expecting a lot of people look at these you know the women that these professional athletes get and think that's like an accurate representation of the world like most women um don't need you to make all of this money to make them happy I know a lot of really happy families that are making 50, uh, $60,000 in terms of like household income and they live good, modest lives and the wives are good. They're not unhappy. They're happy. They're provided for, they're taken care of. And sometimes I need to remind myself of this because I'm a guy that naturally chases, you know, I'm an ambitious person. I always want to provide more and more and more for my family. But then I realize I'm like, my wife's good. And she communicates (laughs) this all the time. Yeah, She's like, I'm good, man. Just slow down, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Your wife's certainly very happy and she, she loves you and she's very much behind you where you're at right now. Yeah.
0: If I stopped, you know, wanting to pursue the next thing, she wouldn't care because she's taken care of. And she says that all the time. And I, I, it's like, I ignore it. (laughs) I would agree. I would agree. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know you would agree. I do. I know you got choice words about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're spot on in terms of like women having the ability to actually assess a man. And this is where, like, the ideal obviously is like this biblical biblical courtship model, where I know that both you and I, as fathers, we're going to be very involved in who our daughter is dating, yeah. right? And for those of us that don't have that luxury of having like a father like that that's going to be involved in the process, I mean, go back and listen to some of our previous episodes about vetting. Like, we've we've definitely laid out a lot of information about that. You just got to keep a, a clear and sober mind about it. Is really what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, and I got a point about that. Um, you don't get sexual experience out of your system; you get it into your system.
1: That's that's so well said. Yeah, I totally agree, man.
0: Um, if you look at the statistic and the statistical probability of infidelity and all that stuff in divorce, if you're going into a marriage with all of this sexual experience, trying to rid rid now all of a sudden expecting ultimate monogamy, you're gonna have a tough time. You're gonna have a really tough time. Um. And so this idea of sexual chemistry and having to understand how to have se- Listen, you get two virgins. I don't care how old they are, whatever. Obviously, they're of age. <laughs> We're talking about marriage here. They're going to know how to do it, and they're going to grow together sexually, too. Um, I can tell you my sexual experience does not serve me with my wife in any way. Um, the highest levels of satisfaction physically, mentally, emotionally within uh, sex has been with my wife. Um, and I think my experience before that has has only taken away has only removed goodness from me, not added it back in. So just careful to all these men out there because they see like my ex playboy posts and they're like, Oh, it's because you had this experience that you're able to look back and say, don't do this. It's like, well, yeah, dude, learn from my experience. Cause there's nothing there for you. It didn't serve me as a husband and a father. No, if anything, I had to like rewire that disgusting part of myself, um, to now become a husband and a father. So I just, I just wanted to end on that note. But yeah. That
1: you're habituating yourself. For that behavior, yeah and yeah, I would, I would agree it hasn't helped me or my wife in any way. In fact, it's been a hindrance that we it's something we have to overcome together, our past., yeah. so well said on that. So the last point here is men going their own way is a superior path. So uh, no, that's absolutely not the case at all. it so men going their own way, if it's not clear at this point, it's a path towards emptiness, meaninglessness, and destruction. It's, it's a dead end. It goes nowhere. There's no comparison. Marriage is a better path. Um, I, I had a guy on Twitter the other day. He said to me, why does continuing your genetic line even matter after you're gone? And I said to him, well, you wouldn't even be tweeting this if your ancestors, if your parents thought that. And he was like, well, he was like, what do you mean? He didn't even get what I was saying. It's like, man, like that's such an anti-life position. Why, like, Why does it matter? Like you wouldn't even be here asking the question if your parents thought that way, man. Right? Totally. And, again, you just think about, like, okay, dude,
0: all right, man, Um, what's the alternative? But it's the same thing as you see. I I don't know if you're seeing right now on Twitter this whole video of these dinks, dual income, no kids. Like, I'm a dink, and I get to go to Costco and get all the snacks that I want. And it's just so sad, dude. And then so you're seeing these people trying to convince themselves that they're on the superior path. That's what it is because fundamentally you talk to these people when they're 40s, 50s, 60, and with no kids, they're going to have a very different opinion. And anybody that says otherwise is lying because all you're doing is pontificating about a future that you're uncertain about. I'm certain my children make me happy now and will make me happy for decades to come. <laughs> I'm certain of that when they're married <laughs> off and they're, that by virtue of that will make me happy. But you know, what's not going to make me happy forever, going to Costco and being able to choose my own snacks. Come on
1: guys. <laughs> <laughs> mic, mic drop, let's go. Yeah. yeah you yeah, like so yesterday, Abigail, my daughter, you know, it was the ha- it was the happiest day of her entire life and she's been looking at me with just these like adoring admiring eyes, right she just she just loves me and it's just it's just amazing man and it fills me up so much. And it's like, you know that makes me happy and, and joyful today and it's going to continue absolutely. And then these guys are like, you know, men going their own way, which is, which is what you have 56 followers on Twitter. And all you do is just vent your anger and frustration about life and women. That's all you do. Like, that's your path. Like, there's the fruit. Okay, bro.
0: Yeah, dude, you have a Pepe the frog and on Twitter. Account. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> like, uh, you know, all it takes, I and, I and I hope this happens to most of these men because I used to prescribe to this, my daughter will just give me a look and like breathe in my direction a certain way. On my worst day, things get turned around in, in a split second. <laughs> I know when my youngest about. daughter, like when I look at her and like make a noise and she sees me, she acknowledges me, and she gives out this like little half gummy smile. It's like, <laughs> I could die right now. This is yeah. the best thing ever, dude. Oh, man. You're speaking truth, bro. Right? like. Yeah. If these men knew, if they could get a legitimate glimpse into what that would feel like when their daughter or their son looks at them and I love you, Papa. It's like, come on, bro.
1: <laughs> that dude, that's so simpish, bro. You're such a, simp- yeah, I'm going <laughs> to for
0: my daughters again.
1: Yeah. yeah there you I are myself. Yeah. Exposed. <laughs> a blue pill mentality, bro. Come on, man.
0: What are you doing, bro? I know. What a failure. Uh, oh,
1: Ah. So yeah, what else do we say?
0: Oh man, I think, I think believing on that note is perfect, man. It, there's there's nothing there. And we're not saying this from a position of, dude, of, like bitterness towards these guys either. It's like, I want, I want to see you live a fruitful life. Yeah. And this way, complaining about the world and stuff is, is not the way, you know, you can create your own little piece of heaven on earth. It just, it requires you to take ownership, man.
1: Yeah. And I mean, these, these guys that have that ideology, man, it's like, you're not even wrong about all that you're saying. It's just that the question is, is so what? So Damn. what? Modern modern women are struggling. So what? Divorce court. So what? What are you going to do about it? it? It's really one of those man up things. Like stare into the just- face of it, put one foot in front of the other, and do what your ancestors did to get you to, to exist, right? We've always faced struggle, adversity, hardship, and we keep pressing forward as human beings. That's what we're called to do. That's it. We have struggles. We have adversity in this time and age that we're born into. You can shrink, you can complain, you can whine, you can be a victim, you can hide away, or you can do right, do good, move towards the light, build, create. That's the choice. Make a good one.
0: I, I agree. I, I think it comes back to this kind of cheesy quote. It's like you if you don't choose your hard, hard is going to choose you. And my heart was protecting and providing for my family. And some of these days, it feels like a really heavy responsibility. But its I would rather that than the hardship of the echo of an empty home, um, not having a woman to share my life with, and not having little children to take care of and to set the right example for. Because beyond that, what am I living for? What difficulty am I living for besides self-imposed difficulty? Because I chose to not take the 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 path of most resistance and a lot of ways being a father and a husband like it's the path of most resistance for sure it's hard it's really hard heavy is the head that wears the crown but yeah. the fruit of it is worth all of the trudging through the mud possible man
1: and it's hard either way there's a weight either way there's a weight in enduring responsibility there's a weight in having no responsibility yeah having no responsibility sucks you think it's freedom and then you live it and it's completely meaningless and you like your life has no purpose
0: or you're a peter pan you're just a perpetual Peter Pan. Like, what do you what are you actually doing with your life?
1: Yeah, boyishness. You got a nice sports car.
0: Habit. Yeah, you got a nice car, nice house, and then you go to you go you go home and you're alone, or you have a live in girlfriend. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk when you got you're on your last year of life, and you got no family around you. It's a be very different set of circumstances then, right? When you're not the high value man anymore, all those women that you've had in your harem have now just disappeared because they don't care about you anymore. <laughs> Emptiness. That's it.
1: So, I mean, hopefully that helps. I don't, I, I really wonder if any guys that actually are struggling with this mindset actually got this far in the episode, but.
0: I think, I think they are. I think there are a lot of men because dude, there are a lot of guys that follow us that are are on that razor's edge where they prescribe to a lot of these things, but they're realizing that it's kind of rotten and they're kind of looking for answers elsewhere. I get these guys in my DMs all the time. I get these guys, they, they, they do coaching with me. I'm sure you get guys in your DMs as well. I'm sure there are a lot of guys that still disagree with us, um, but whoever's still hanging with us, man, we appreciate you. We're not doing this to dunk on you guys. You know, sometimes it's all fun and games to do that, but really we want to see men take the the helm of leadership and responsibility. That's, that's the way to a more virtuous future.
1: Yeah. That's is. the whole point of the podcast. Exactly it. Oh, so there, there it is. All right. Well, hopefully that served you guys. Truly appreciate you listening and we'll catch you in the next one.
0: God bless guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Masculine Revival Podcast. Remember to leave us a five-star rating and a review if you enjoyed the show. And if you're a man that is in need of brotherhood and want to experience the life-changing results of having the counsel of strong men around you, you must join the Masculine Revival Brotherhood. Iron sharpens iron and all men need brothers. Contact Masculine Revival on Instagram for more details. Or if you're interested in more of a one-on-one coaching environment, then I currently have spots open in my one-to-one men's mentorship. It is an extensive program that is geared towards making you a stronger, more virtuous man capable of fulfilling his potential. Contact me, Mike Pantile, via Instagram for more details. And if you want to share your thoughts on the episode, I encourage you to send one of us a DM. You can find our social media handles in the show notes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.